Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tea with HB is for everyone who dreams of a better world. Together, let's brew a new reality. Before we begin today's episode, I'd like to invite you to take a deep breath with me. I don't know where you are right now, or what you've just been through, what your plans are for the rest of the day, but I do know that a deep breath always helps. So... Personality. Noun. The combination of characteristics or qualities that form an individual's distinctive character. Who better to talk to about personality than someone who meets different people all the time? She's a human rights activist, journalist, podcaster and an award-winning presenter for her work in TV and radio, Vic Hope. Vic has the most bubbly personality, so of course the tea I am recommending for today's episode is bubble tea, otherwise known as boba tea. Bubble tea was created in Taiwan. It's a sweet drink made using chewy tapioca pearls and topped with fruit or milk tea. And it's delicious, though the pearls do have a unique texture that isn't everyone's cup of tea. Hi Vic and welcome to Tea with HP. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I I listened to you the other night as I was like drifting off to sleep because you've got this really um, (laughs) soothing voice. It's so nice. I was excited to do this. I thought this is going to feel really... Relaxing. It's going to be meditative. Okay, I'll try and keep it chill. Oh, yeah, try, try not to be so super excited that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a presenter, you're a radio presenter, and you also do some TV presenting. And yeah. that has a lot to do with personality, right? How much does that affect your Yeah, your I think... I think it's everything. I mean, I say everything. No, there are nuts and bolts and there is a craft. And I think that it is important to work at that. I think a lot of people think you just rock up and you're just like, oh, I just just chat a little bit and then and that's it. But but no, there's. Yeah. I, I started as a journalist and I think that's that's important when it comes to my perspective and my the way that I, I sort of approach this as a job. Like I, I wanted to be a journalist because I mean, we, we talked about this before, but. I I love telling people stories. I like finding out about people's lives, if they're interesting, if they're passionate about something, if they have something to entertain us with. It's not about yourself. It's about it's about it's about them. It's about bringing that to the people who who might want or need to hear it. And um, in that respect, your personality is is not it at all. It's theirs. But your personality can help bring out their personality, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I, I think when when you're writing, and I, I originally decided that I wanted to be a print journalist, and I went to to Argentina um, 
during my my year abroad from from studying languages at uni and I went to to work for a newspaper called the Argentina Independent and I was covering like Latin American politics and current affairs and and it was only from being there that I by chance um met some people from MTV and they were like ah oh, we're going to we're going to make this TV program we're filming it in Argentina because there are very few rules around health and safety and it's a bit cheaper and um <laughs> and they were like yeah we need a presenter and it, I'd never really thought about it until then gave it a go absolutely loved it and I realized that this is a different way that you can tell stories that you can communicate it's all communication but in this in this medium yeah I guess your personality comes into it a little bit more and it's it's interesting because when you start you're you're kind of looking to other people for how you might go about presenting yourself so I looked at all these other presenters who are on the tv and you sort of and it's not a bad thing. It's totally natural. You kind of copy them a little bit. You, you, you're working out who it is. That, and it's, it's not that you're working out how to do your job. It's actually probably more profoundly than that. You're working out who you are. Because oh, I was like 21. I don't know who I am. We're, still, we're all still working that out. It takes a long time. Like it's searching and grappling with this notion of identity is a, a massive part of all of our lives and every young person. In fact, every person is, is going through that because I, I believe that identity is a very transient, um, very dynamic, constantly evolving thing. Like we're always becoming new versions of ourselves the more that we are exposed to and the more that we learn. So um, it, it's, been a, it's been a bit of a journey, like becoming a presenter that I'm, that I'm proud to be, a broadcaster that I'm proud to be because yeah, yes, personality comes into it and I'm still finding my own to an extent. But the more I, and it sounds so much easier said than done, the, the piece of advice I always give to people if they're interested in this job is to just be yourself. And it's, that's actually really hard to do. And as soon as you learn what it is that makes you different and unique and, you know, that you have that maybe other people don't, that you've probably been a bit ashamed of up until then because no one wants to be different when you're, when you're first, like, when you're young, you're, you're working out how to navigate this this world and this life. But as soon as you find those things, that's what makes you a good broadcaster because you're yeah. bringing something that no one else can and that's what brings people's stories out. Yeah, well, one of the things that struck me most when we first met was how bubbly and engaging and friendly you are. And that enables me to be more myself because I feel like you're not going to judge me if I get a bit excited about something or if I crack a joke. <laughs> like, and... honestly, I get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I just feel like that is such an important part of a presenter and of an interviewer, of a person, is to make other people feel comfortable in being themselves. I think that's something that is the most important thing we can do as humans to support each other mm -hmm. is just make each other feel safe in who we are. And personality... Yeah, in one another's company. Yeah, exactly. And personalities affect that. Yeah, definitely. I think when I, when I first started, like I said, I was probably trying to be too cool for school. And you see all of these presenters who are <laughs> super cool, but that's just them. They like really are. And I'm not a, I'm not a cool person. I'm not like that. And I think realising I don't have to pretend <laughs> to be or try to be. and Because I'm like a massive geek. And I, I was super, super academic at school. And, and actually where a lot of people would have been like, oh, she's not that confident. I actually was. But it's a quiet confidence. And I think... I think we think of confidence as... Self-assurance. Yeah, as, it's not about being loud yeah, necessarily. There are different types, exactly. And as a presenter, you don't have to be like... You don't have to be super loud all the time and, and that kind of outward confidence. It's it, For me, it's about being, having done a lot of research on who I'm interviewing about in the same way that I was academic at school, about being very prepared, about understanding my subject matter, getting to know it, learning something. The best part of my job is getting to learn something new every single day, meet new people and learn from them. And that bit of... That bit of knowledge, no matter whether you ever use it again, you've got it inside of you. That for me gives me such a buzz and so much excitement. And I do get excited and I do like, and I think that 
that maybe if that makes you feel comfortable, that's a brilliant thing because that's that I can't help that. And then that means that you're accepting me and I'm accepting you and we're all happy. We're having a we're having a chat. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they say you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So you'll pick up on their traits and how they act or how they see things. So as someone who meets so many new people all the time, how does that impact your personality meeting so many different people from different backgrounds as well? You're so right. You you learn and you you're a sponge like you you adapt a little bit with every person that you meet I always say that people are either social butterflies or social chameleons so some people are chameleons and they change a little bit with each new person they kind of they they take on the color of the twig that they're standing on I'm not great at doing that because you can tell (laughs) you can tell when I'm trying too hard and I'm like putting something on so I'd say I'm probably a little bit more of a butterfly but yeah I I think you always you you take little bits away with you and it and yes it's it's what you've learned from people but it's also like their their mannerisms and the way that they are and um and I find accents fascinating especially on this tiny island that we live on to have so many vastly different accents in such a small space is it's amazing I I just I get so much out of travel I'm just even thinking about travel makes me like want to cry at the moment because obviously it's not something that we're able to do I don't don't know when this is going out exactly but you know the world has changed and part of you know what part of my personality part of my character was built around my love of travel it's a huge part of me it's it's a part of my it's my passions it's my interests it's my activities it's 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 huge and I travel as much as I can yeah my, my personality is definitely intertwined with my love of travel um and it always has been that's why I decided to go to university to study languages because I wanted to be able to speak the languages of the places that I was going so I could yeah. d- just be delve deeper into into the culture and into the, the life, the daily life of, of any given place. It's, it's just a genuine, unadulterated joy when I get to speak Spanish. Like that 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 gives me a part of a personality that I'm proud of, that I like, that I, that I like about myself. And that is so lovely to have something that you've discovered that you know is a source of joy for you and that you can be proud of. I feel that for a lot of people, it takes a long time to get to that place and, and find something that they're, something in their personality that they're proud of. I think for a lot of people, we're so pushed down at school, kind of same uniforms, just treated as a number, that our personalities aren't really allowed to shine through. And so then by the time we leave, we don't know what to be proud of and, and what to kind of shoved down yeah. and actually it's all important it all is the makeup of of who you are yeah I think this idea of of being proud of yourself it feels very novel and it shouldn't so yeah when you're at school um I don't know if you you had this as well but if someone said oh my god you love yourself it was a, it's an insult it means you're full of yourself yeah. you're big-headed yeah such a British thing as well and we need to dismantle yeah. that <laughs> absolutely it's, it, we're, we're very self-deprecating and don't get me wrong it's it's a part of our character that I do like I do, I do like it to an extent but it, it, if it comes at the cost of our sense of self-worth and our value then that's not a good thing and it, and it does because I know for so many years I I actually hated myself I hated so much about myself all the and it, weirdly it's all the things I now love about myself I hated that I was mm-hmm. academic I hated that I loved to learn I hated I hated the fact that I had this other culture that was a part of my background and that I looked the way I looked because it was different all these things that I've now grown to love and that actually make me 
a, a, a stronger person, a more proud person, a more confident person, a more secure person, and as a result, a better broadcaster, because all of those things play into you becoming good at, at what you do, especially when what you do is giving so much of yourself. So learning those things that you love, that, are, that make you proud, that make you happy, that bring you joy, that bring you peace, is such a formative part of becoming... Um, who you are and also good at, at what you do and forming that personality and you're right it takes a long time it's only in very recent years that all the things I just mentioned I actually started to really like that I started to I guess love myself and I realized that that comes from giving myself that time and space to to do things like travel things that are um a mixture of relaxing and stimulating um for, for for my body and for my mind um and, and even something as simple as like taking a walk it sounds so stupid to say I only really realized in the last six months that I like walking like it sounds ridiculous but the fact that I can take myself outside get some fresh air listen to some music be at one with my thoughts it's so simple but what it gives me is unfathomably huge like it's massive and I come back from that and I'm like ready for anything I can do it I'm good um little things like that and it's it's just we don't necessarily live in a society that values or that that puts enough onus on us taking time to find those things for ourselves so that we can better ourselves and then as a result give more back to society yes exactly having a chronic illness growing up really made me appreciate all those little things because in school I do feel it's a very much one size fits all and if you don't fit into that box then you're not deemed worthy of anything Mm. and so all these personality traits that we have that actually are super useful later on for a whole remit of different things they are just considered worthless at school and as soon as I started having symptoms for my chronic illness and was in pain all the time I suddenly appreciating all these little things like walking and I'm just oh, you can do that? That's amazing. Be so proud of that. And that's why I created the podcast, really, is to say to people, hey, you know all these things that you don't even think about? Do you know how jealous I am? <laughs> do you know how wonderful that is? Like, appreciate yourself. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> a, a, an exercise in perspective um, and gratitude every day is is important um, for all of us. It's something, yeah, I, I've definitely started practicing a lot more and we have been forced to take a a completely different approach to perspective in the last year I think that is one of the positive things that have come out of lockdown and the virus and everything and hopefully more empathy for each other as well more or at least sympathy but more understanding of what other people are going through because we've all experienced this hardship together yeah I hope so I think so I think that's that's a really, really good point. I think that kindness, showing kindness, obviously kindness to yourself and kindness to others is the most important thing in in life. And, and it's, it's a shame that it takes often a, a level of suffering to, to give that the value that it deserves and to realise that the value of that. But, but it, even on a very selfish level, being kind, it makes you feel yeah. good. It, it really does. It's, it's a great way to live. <laughs> and um, again, I, and I've definitely been through times in my life when I've been too self-absorbed and I've not thought about others enough. And and again, like realising, and sometimes you do just have to sit down and have a think about these things and realise, actually, no, this is a better way for me to live. This is a better way for me to be. Um, I'll be better. I'll give more to others. 
and everyone's a winner yeah and that's certainly become a, per, a part of my personality and maybe this sounds really gross and virtue signally and I don't mean it to I'm really sorry if it does um but yeah give it giving something back give it, it it's become a per, part of my personality as much as sort of like travel and all these things that I mentioned but doing charity work I work for a for a refugee project in Hackney um, I've worked there for like five years now with the kids group and that gives me something to live for that sounds really that sounds a bit hyperbolic but I think it's actually true like it's it matters a huge amount to me and that's a part that becomes a, a huge part of your personality and that those it kids does. are it forms you yeah they're, they're a part of your world and I've I, I, I've hopefully helped in some tangible meaningful yeah. way and as a, as a result as well um, on a different level I've mm. I've taken a lot from that and I've learned a lot and I've grown yeah. a lot through well, that we were talking earlier about kind of you know social chameleons and changing based on who you're around but I don't think it's it's always changing it's also evolving there's another side to it where you can take from other people and it is it sounds selfish when you put it like that when you say oh well being kind makes me feel so good but actually, <laughs> yes, it, it does make the other person feel so good as well. And if we all lived like that, if we were all evolving together and allowing each other to grow and letting there be space for that, you know, this this concept that self-love enables us to love others wouldn't be so <gasps> novel when we leave school. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel there's not enough That's space it. for reflection in, in the education system where we can think, what's important to me? What are my values? What are my principles? You know, you don't get to work on your personality in that sense. No, you don't. It, it, it's not something that I think a lot of people work on until after they've left school, for sure. Um, maybe even after they've left university. I think that, that institutions in general, like if they went to uni or whatever it is they did next, it, I think it, t- it comes with independence. And that's when you have the space to start to work things out for yourself. But it, it, sometimes that can feel a little bit too late because yeah. by that point... And some point, people never get there. <laughs> yeah, you're negotiating so much other stuff. Yeah, and after so long of kind of being told who you are or who you're meant to be yeah. by parents or school or whatever it is... Oh, you've got to break that, that all pressure, down again. <laughs> <laughs> that pressure can feel so suffocating to think, OK, so if I'm not following their paths, what's my path and what do I want to do yeah. and what do I want to follow? And even just changing the language around it to... to to teach young people that their path is something that they are going to write themselves as opposed to there being a, a, a series of options of pre-written paths and you get to choose one. Because I think that's the way we, we talk about yeah. it, isn't it? It's like, what path are you going to choose? No, no, no. I'm going to make one. I'm going to build one. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and then, then I'll and do I'm that one. And I'm going to add some flowers here <laughs> yeah. and I'll put a bakery there. Yeah. And it's not just the nuts and bolts of a career. I'm talking about like finding who you are and being proud of who you are and loving who you are and building your personality. And that's so important. It's yeah, it's not just about your your job or other people. It's also being happy with yourself. And I do think that's the number one piece of advice people give is be yourself. But what if you don't know who that is? Or what if you find out and Ooh. you don't like that <laughs> Yeah, you're always told, you're always told, be yourself. You're told this in every scenario, whether it's working as a broadcaster or whether it is going on a date and your friends are like, be yourself. And you're so right. You know what? For 20 years, oh no, I wasn't going on a date as like a zero year old, but for <laughs> however many years, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try and be myself. And then you get there and you're like, who is myself? Yeah. I don't know. Am I trying too and hard then, here? <laughs> uh, 
yeah, and do I even like her? Because loads of these parts of my personality that I'd kind of constructed around what I thought I was supposed to do and be, I didn't actually like them because I didn't feel comfortable in them. It wasn't that I didn't like... There's nothing that I don't like for the sake of not liking it. It's because I wasn't comfortable. Um, And I needed to work on that. And actually, working on it is at times it's at times joyful and at times painful that's life it's 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 growing evolving experiencing and learning um but but yeah I think I think if it's if it is who you are if it is yourself you're not gonna not like it it just means that you haven't found it yet you still got other things to find and that's okay it's an ongoing project and it's probably gonna go on until the day you die and that's the truth of it <laughs> yeah that's the truth of it because yeah. uh, you're you're a product of your circumstances and the times that you're in and everything that happens mm. around you and how you react to that and how you grow from that um but yeah, I'm still a project. I'm still working on loads of stuff. But I I know the bits of me that are me now because I I feel like I feel like I, I I feel comfortable in them. I feel confident in them. I just like them. Yeah, I think we are all a mosaic in the making, and everyone's yeah. experiences or friendships, whether people stayed in their life, you know, whether they're still there, whether they'll be there forever, or whether they were transient people, it still changes the color or the pattern of your mosaic and each one is beautiful it doesn't mean that you have parts of you that you need to bury away or you know hide away or push down it just means you can change how you look at them and then it becomes easier to be comfortable in that because I think for a lot of people they think oh I'd be I'd be happy with myself if I were more like this and actually the fact that you're not more like that yet is part of who you are and part of what makes you you so that's still a good thing. Yeah. Did that make any sense? Yeah, no, that made sense. That made sense. Um, the, well, A, there's excitement in in the fact that we've all got journeys still to go and so much more that we're going to become and, and all the ways in which we change. I think seeing them, reframing it as not a, a daunting project, but as something very exciting has been yeah. very beneficial. It's not something you achieve. No. It's, it's an ongoing, it's ongoing project. It's never ending. And that's that has good and bad yeah but I think trying to see the good in and this is obviously a lot easier said than done but one of my mantras in life is just to try and find the joy in every single thing I get so much out of no matter what situation looking for what the positive is in it 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 means everything to me that's how I get through like things life is difficult life is a struggle everyone has a survival tactic it's It's not just a cliche or a flowery phrase it is a survival tactic because when I was in when I was in like my darkest and you know not having a diagnosis not knowing what was wrong with me literally spending every day thinking I was just about to die I look back on that time and even now with all the difficulties I'm still having And I can think of the friends that are there for me and that help me out. Um, My mum, who believed me before anybody else and who has always been there to help me. You know, there might not be good things that happen. It might be suffering, but there is joy even within the worst of the worst. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it is so important for everyone to hear that and to believe that and to try it out um don't get me wrong life is so difficult for for so many people a lot worse than I can even begin to imagine for many people um but this this is so important to to find positivity like it's a really difficult thing to say because I feel like 
you could say, yeah, but you don't know how bad it is for so many people. And that's so true. Yeah. You're right. And the fact All is, I we can don't. do is tell you how I try yeah. and cope with things. We yeah. might not understand, but the fact is, it doesn't even matter what it is that you're going through. It doesn't matter what the subject yeah. is. It is how you react to it. It is your your mindset. And that's not to say you should be... It's not like toxic positivity, just like, find the good and be happy no. every day. No, you are no, allowed no, to be no. sad. Spend a day crying. All of that, fine and healthy. But just don't don't let it become your personality. Because yeah. you are I, not that situation that happened to you. Yeah. I always um, look at my mum as sort of my, my biggest inspiration. And she... Me too. Uh, yeah. not your mum my mum I should of, say <laughs> <laughs> she is and when it comes to personality she is like <laughs> she is such a personality but she um she grew up during a very very difficult and brutal savage war um the civil war in Nigeria the Biafran war um she grew up running away from bombs mm. they had no food she was malnourished like there is objectively very little that is worse than growing up in a horrendous war zone um, and then coming to this country and not speaking a word of English. She was 11 years old. Her parents weren't here. It was just her and her siblings. They lived in a one bedroom house, the five of them, where there was a get the darkies out petition on the street. And yet my mum is joy incarnate she is so happy and so positive and finds the light in every dark situation and it's inspirational and it, it lifts other people up that's that's the thing she i don't think she i don't know how much she does yeah. it for herself or how much she does it for others or whether it's an amalgamation of the two but that that sense of that personality and that sense of joy and light is is what i see life as if you can't do that that like that, that's it gives life a reason to live. That is just proof that it is, it's a survival tactic. And it's how you live with yourself yeah. as well. Like it's, it's not in that kind of toxic positivity of, oh, good vibes only. No, no. It's literally just, who do you want to spend time with? Yeah. How do you want to survive? How and, do I want to feel? Yeah, I found exactly the same thing. Like you said, being being joyful gives other people joy. And it helps you as well. Yeah, and a lot of, so little things that I do each day that just like put me in the right frame of mind. Like I put on um, a song each morning, something really upbeat, something like loud and fun. And I just dance. Like I live alone, which I'm very lucky to do, but um, I just dance around my <laughs> kitchen to like some Ariana Grande or some Lizzo or something. It's three minutes, but it's three minutes of pure, unadulterated joy that no matter what is going on in my life, no matter what is worrying me, no matter what is hurting me, um, no one can take that joy away from me for, for those three minutes, regardless of the situation, because the situation will be whatever it is. And yeah, we struggle. There are, there are down times and, and that's okay. That's normal. But that is what enables you to kind of just be with yourself. I feel we're so afraid of that in today's society. Just, you know, silence, being alone with our own thoughts. And that's what's been kind of thrust upon us by this situation. But it's such a good thing because once you have that solid foundation of being comfortable with who you are and finding joy in those little things, yeah, that will add up to a life that is your, of your own making and that you're happy with and that you can find joy in every day, no matter what. Yeah, there's so much power in that. Um, when I first moved in on my own, um, I'd like... 
I'd been around people all my life, like loads. I grew up with a big family, a family of six, and then you go to uni and uh, live with lots of people. And then in Argentina, I lived with like 3,000 Colombians. And then learning to love being on my own, learning to love solitude was a journey. It took a while. At first I was petrified and I just, people will come, people will go, but you've always got to come back to yourself because that's the person who's always going to be there. You are literally born alone, you'll die alone. That's, that's who you've got. So you've got to be okay with that person. And your body, yeah. like looking after your body because that's what you will have for that's life. That's what you've got. It doesn't have to be, you need these five things to be happy. Like actually everything we need to be happy is within us. That's it. Um, it's about loving yourself. I always say that we should be the full cake and then anyone else who comes <laughs> along, they can Just be the cherry, cherry on top. On top. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to be a good, like well put together Victoria sponge yeah. <laughs> before anyone else can go putting any decorations on there. And I think we need to respect each other's paths. We need to ex- respect the fact that we're all different. Some people will have, mm-hmm. it will happen earlier in other. Believe yeah. people, like believe people when they say they're in pain. Believe women when they say they don't want children. Yeah. Believe a man when he says he doesn't want to get married. Like just have the assumption that everyone else is telling the truth. Yeah, I think there's a lot of incredulity around like when people don't want to conform to the status quo as it were it's that competitiveness that we have with exams and homework and what other people are doing even just being in the same age groups and not looking at people who aren't your age is so unhealthy because it creates this this thing of when you're 16 you should have done this when you're 15 you should have done this when you're 30 you should have achieved this it's just so unhealthy yeah i talk about education so much because i truly believe like that is the foundation that's it affects the parents and it affects the children and then it's society yeah it's a lot of should haves isn't it and a lot of judging people's merit and their value against each other using the same parameters when we're all different so so many qualities that people possess are are going unnoticed and they, they themselves may never know that they're brilliant i mean i don't know what the answer is i don't know how we we bring out people's personalities better at school but I, I I would like there to be a way. I think it comes into a personalised curriculum. Yeah, sure. Where you focus on yourself and what you want alongside other people rather than it being focusing on this like ideal student that achieves the A star and that gets to school on time. Mm. And there's no there's no, you know, confidence, courage, kindness. None of that is represented within that model. Yeah, it's a lot of ticky boxes. It's all just for data. Whereas if we focused on well-being, yeah, if well-being was like a currency, we would all be so much happier. <laughs> if that was the product rather than a grade, that would change everything. I think there's so little nuance in the way that uh, everything is marked. It's, a, it's a, an exercise in ticking boxes. There's no nuance. There's no detail. There's no color. But like that's what you're learning to do. You memorize the information. You regurgitate it. You don't use it ever again. It's not learning. Since when was that learning? No, I had a, I, I was doing French A level. All I did was learn what I needed to learn to do a Spanish A level. So I learned what I already had in French, just translated it pretty much word for word, like did what I needed to do, got my A, got pretty much full marks in a Spanish A level without truly speaking Spanish. I got to uni and they were like, okay, speaking to me in Spanish. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. So what I would say is I, I then needed... I needed to go and like re un- unlearn what I just learned and relearn it properly by actually being in a- in the culture. I went and spent time in Salamanca, but and I I learned I learned eventually, and maybe you know I had to have those building blocks so that I could then have the time and the space to then have 
an opportunity to learn properly so that I was in a position to to be able to colour my own story, but I just needed to get the outline there. But you know what? If we could shift that outline at the beginning, it would be better for everyone so they're not having to unlearn stuff before they relearn. Yeah, that and that seems to be what happens at every stage. Like, you learn for SAT yeah. and then you unlearn for GCSEs and then you unlearn that for A-levels. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it's interesting because that's the formation of personality. Often it's unlearning, it's unlearning the, um, the mores and norms of a society that's told you you're supposed to be a certain way you have to have a certain personality and actually working out who you are is about probably getting rid of all that stuff and just looking within and it becoming an organic journey uh, being authentic that's what you hear this word all the time especially in in broadcast especially in presenting Uh, how authentic are they how genuine are they it's the most important thing it's what people ask for it's what people want in somebody else is being genuine and being authentic. And yet it's what we don't prioritise within ourselves. Like so many people pretend to be someone they're not to make people feel To make others comfortable, comfortable yeah. Enough, when actually it's being yourself is what makes people feel most comfortable because if you're comfortable enough to be yourself, then they feel comfortable enough yeah. to be How themselves. many times I've dampened so many parts of my personality, diluted so many parts of my personality because I was worried that it would make other people uncomfortable. And it's so stupid because now when I am myself, people are like, oh, great. I wish I'd known. I didn't know. Because if I've not seen myself before, and it, representation math, this is why representation matters, because I've not seen myself on TV or in films or in books, people who look like me or had a similar background or, or were all these kind of multifaceted things that I, I, I am now proud to be. Um, so when you don't see it, you think you can't be it. Um, you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. So it took me a while to then be like, actually, no, if I carve my own route by being myself, the person I truly authentically am, then other little girls won't feel that way, hopefully. Exactly, exactly. And that is why representation matters and is so important. And it's often the people who are represented that say, oh, but that doesn't matter. And it wouldn't to them because they've had it their whole lives. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. It's been all right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but then by the same time, what I would say is that for a lot of my life, I, not a lot, but like when I first started out in this industry, I definitely had a bit of a chip on my shoulder and I definitely felt a bit of resentment. I was like, oh, you know, the, it's harder for people like me. But you know what? I actually don't feel that way anymore. I really don't. I didn't gain anything from feeling that. I just, I see it as a challenge. I'm like, no, you know yeah. what? I want to make things better. I want to do. I want to do a good job first and foremost. I want to have a good time as well. Let's not forget, like, enjoy the ride while we're right. on it. Let's just try and enjoy yeah. it. Um, life is short. We may as well enjoy it while we can. So try and do a good job of things. Like, do make good programming. Tell good stories. Have a good time while doing it, and then hopefully make things better for the for the kids who are going to come after me who are looking at the TV and thinking, "Oh, look, that's cool. I could just be myself as well." And then we've done something. We've done something with our time on this world. Make 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 the world a, hopefully a slightly better place as well on, on the way. Like use my platform, do what I can, help as much as I can with things that I care about. Like that's what it's all about. <laughs> exactly. And if everyone could think less about what they're doing so much or or who they are, if we were all just allowed to be ourselves without questioning it and just unapologetically, unadulterated yeah. joy, then. How many problems would we solve? Yeah, we could just spend that energy on on and being positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. This has been such a lovely conversation and so inspiring. You're it's such a lovely. wonderful person, truly. <laughs> no. no, 
bless you. Thank you so much. I've just really enjoyed talking to you. And honestly, likewise, I find you incredibly inspiring. And I love listening to your podcast. And thank you so much for having me on. Because I think it's, you know what, sometimes just having a, a nice chat about these things, it, it makes you feel galvanised. It makes you feel ready yeah, to do whatever. it makes you feel less alone. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and as we said, like, solitude is not a bad thing. It's a very powerful thing. But, but that representation, yeah. knowing that other people experience what you experience and are coping with it by themselves, yeah. that empowers you to cope with it by yourself as well and that comes from talking yeah we need to talk about these things to destigmatize them so we can solve them yeah. thank you so much for having me i really appreciate thank it thank you so much i feel like we both need to like mic drop right mic now drop, yeah <laughs> i just don't want to drop this as new <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you're enjoying the podcast you can leave me a review on itunes or share it with a friend you can also find me on Patreon, Instagram and YouTube. And for more, check out my newsletter and website www.twithhb.com. Thank you for staying with me until the end of the episode. To show my appreciation, here's a preview of next week's episode. In a world that values the amount we work over our well-being, is it any surprise we deprive ourselves of sleep? It seems that if there is a time not used for work, it's a waste. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We live in a society that teaches us to sacrifice survival for success. But what is more successful than survival itself? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.